Hello and welcome back to another episode of Courage Culture. It is me here, Adam Cox, your host, and I am so excited to dropping in with you today around something that absolutely transformed my life when I really discovered it. I wanted to share with it with you with bleh, I wanted to share that with you so that you can also um, have the same benefit. So this is really about the cost and the benefit of everything that has happened into your life. But more importantly, the cost and the benefit of all of the things that you think were the things that happened to you, the stuff that you might've thought that were unfair or unjust, where you maybe got cheated on or abused or lied to, or, you know, even sexually um, abused, or, you know, you were bullied, something happened, you know, your heart got broken. Um, you know, whatever it was for you, there is a cost of it and there is a benefit. All right. And we're going to have a look at the event in itself and then also the identity that you have created on the upside of that. And I'm going to use um, an example, you know, within my own life um, that I can share with you. So you've got a bit of a, an understanding of it. So, you know, growing up, um, I have look. First of all, I have a I have a, a beautiful relationship uh, with with uh, with both my parents, and I've always felt probably a little bit closer to mum because both mum and I are more um you know we're, we're more the emotional kind of people, probably a little bit more of the feminine energy. Um, you we are very naturally you know caring and very soft, and you know that's that's just in our nature. That's mum and I, and my dad and I. Dad's dad's a bit more of the masculine, very logical, very structured, very matter of fact, action oriented. You know. And that's dad and I, and, you know, it's a different relationship that, that we share, but growing up, you know, I was able to relate to my mum so much more easily than I was able to relate to my dad. And I always craved to receive the love and appreciation um, from my dad. Now, my dad just did what dad, dads do. He, he wanted the best for me. He wanted nothing but the best for me. And uh, that, at times came across quite harsh. It came across uh, sometimes as really brutal. And I and I felt at, at times I felt unsafe to express the truth of who I was or even express the truth of how I was thinking or how I was feeling um, in fear of what might happen, right? So we've got to understand that first of all, you know, the, the uh, well, my belief is that our parents did the best job that they knew how to do whatever they thought was best at the time, especially when a child's coming into the world, um, they did the best thing that they they thought um, or they, they could do, all right? So, you know, I've got a, a client of mine at the moment who's speaking about that. He's, um, you know, he was adopted. We went through a session today. He's talking about, you know, he felt unwanted. And I said, okay, you felt unwanted by your bi biological parents. And who wanted you? Who chose you? Who adopted you? And in that moment, he got to rewrite his story about being not being wanted because immediately he saw that he has been living his whole life with his belief that he was unwanted when one person didn't want him. His two parents, his, you know, his dad wasn't really there, but, uh, you know, a single mom, he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't wanted by a single mom because his mom didn't know or didn't feel that she would going to be a good parent. So she decided that it would be better for her, for him to be 
um, taking care of somebody else. Now, I don't have that experience. That's not part of my story. I just want to share that because this is kind of the, 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 the platform of where it, it started off from. But I'll come back to my story. So, you know, my dad, my mum, and this is what I grew up with. I, I grew up searching for that love from my dad. Now, here's the thing. The love was always given, but I wasn't receiving it. The love was always given, but I wasn't receiving it because the way that dad loves and gives loves is different to the way that I give and receive love. Was you're just speaking a different language. If you know, I think oh, I can't even tell you what the the uh, the, the art the artist God. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, it's the book is called the Five Love Languages. I think it's Doctor Mark Chapman. I know it's Chapman, but uh, that's all I can see on the spine from where I am. But um, there's a book called the Five Love Languages. Maybe you've read it. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, but it goes into the the depth of what your love languages are. Anyway, as a result. I grew up thinking that I needed to be somebody else in order to get my dad's love and approval and recognition, right? That's just what I grew up with. And this is just perception of events that have happened in my life, right? And we've all got stuff that we could look at and go, wow, I could have done that differently. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's so many things and I'm sure dad's got it and I'm sure mum's got it. And I'm sure you've got it and I'm sure your parents have got it. You've got to understand that, if you are blaming somebody else for what they have done, then you also get to open up the world to blame yourself for what you have done. But if you get to love somebody for who they are with all they've done, no matter if it was effective or ineffective, no matter if it hurt or if it was loving, when you get to choose to see that human beings are capable of error, you get to understand that no one gave any human a book that said, this is how you are the perfect human. This is how to do exactly everything that you need to do. When we understand that, you start to come into a bit more of a space of understanding and compassion. And the blame game goes away. First of all, blame towards other peoples. And then second, the blame towards your own self because you understand you didn't have the exact method to move forward. You're just trying to figure it out along the way. All right. So we get into this space of, you know, what's happening. So I became um, who I thought I needed to be in order to get this love and acceptance from my dad. Now, my dad did his best to um, to, to teach me in the ways that he knew how. And uh, I wasn't receiving it because I was going through my own stuff. And I'm a different human being, right? I don't understand the way that he's teaching. It, it, for me, it, it wasn't, wasn't making sense of it. Anyway, um, <laughs> I do remember my dad teaching me how to ride a bike without the training wheels by pushing me down a hill. Um, that was actually pretty cool. <laughs> anyway, just off topic. But um, now, here's the thing. I grew up with a story. And just catch that this is a story. I grew up with a story that, you know, I, I wasn't loved and appreciated by my dad. Right, that was subconscious. It wasn't a, an active conscious thought that I went around saying, "Well, my dad doesn't love me." I didn't think that at all, but it's kind of what I believed because I became who I thought I needed to be in order to receive the love that I desired from my dad. I became who I thought I needed to be in order to receive the love that I desired from my dad. And I did the same thing with my mum. And I did the same thing with my sister. And guess where else I did it? Everywhere. 
I did it everywhere. I became what I like to call a chameleon. I can fit into almost any situation to any kind of people and I can find a way to connect and I adapt myself to my surroundings incredibly well. Now, what is the cost of this? Well, the cost is that I didn't, I wasn't myself. I was somebody else. And I created so many identities that I completely lost touch of who I was. And that in itself led me into a pathway of exploring drugs and alcohol, which gave me the things that I was actually wanting to feel. Because drugs and alcohol, I could be anyone I wanted. And I could just tap into a version of myself where my mind wasn't active. And I just got to be this fun loving guy who got attention and love and appreciation and all those things. So I could be that when I went into a space of, of using drugs and alcohol, that's who I got to be. So there was a, a cost of that, which is me being completely disconnected to my own true self, but the benefit, the benefit of me becoming a chameleon and, and being anything that I needed to be to anyone meant that I created a unique skill. And that skill has served me greatly. That skill is my ability to connect with people no matter where they are in their life. My That skill has allowed me to be in a space with most people and have a level of understanding and appreciation of who they are and where they are because I have adapted so, so, so well. I've been into so many different identities that people come to me with their challenges, with their, their greatest hardships, with their shame, with their guilt, with their self-judgment, with their low self-esteem, with their pain, with their heartbreak, with their rejection, with their failures. This identity of I'm not enough. I want to be more. I want to be more confident. I want to find love. I want to do all these things. And the core of it, I understand because I've been there, because I've, I've been through all these different identities. So I can understand people really well. The other benefit of that is I know how to get love and attention and appreciation on tap. I know the words to say. I know how to connect with people to understand what it is that they want. And it led me into a space of what I'm doing right now. For you see, if I hadn't grown up with that experience, I wouldn't have had the pain and the hardship and the trauma that was the foundation piece that catapulted me into, first of all, the drugs, which then allowed me to explore another side of myself, more or less. It allowed me to go and play music, go and DJ, produce music. I chose to do that. Right? And I had such an amazing time and I met so many incredible people, had some amazing experiences, had some not so good experiences, but I had experiences that were aligned and fulfilling to me and I became really good at what I did and I loved that. And all of that was, you know, snowballed by this overarching problem of addiction. And that got so intense, so intense that my mental health took a dive. I was at a stage where I was having panic attacks almost daily. I had gone through, not just when I was in addiction, but you know, post that as well, various times over the years, gone through bouts of it where I felt depressed, where I felt that I just don't want to even get out of bed. 
had this anxiety that you know could just continue to play around. I'd have this overwhelm that would happen over and over and over again. All this stuff that was painful, again, cost benefit, cost benefit, cost benefit. But the bigger picture here is still coming back to that point of me not receiving the love that my dad was giving to me and me making that mean something about myself that I wasn't enough as the person that I who I was. I wasn't enough. I wasn't good enough. I needed to be somebody else. And so all of this just continued to have some beautiful, you know, positive and negative experiences. And I use those words loosely, positive, negative, right? And especially right and wrong. Um, I use effective, ineffective, but essentially it's just a, it's just an experience. We get to decide what it is, right? You can decide anything. Anyway, as I continue to go through my life, this pain just continues to snowball. It continues to snowball. I'm trying to find a way out. I'm trying to find a, a way out. It gets really heavy. It gets really dark. There are days that I've gone through moments in my life, especially a few over the last three years, that I'm like, I could tap out of life right now. And that's honest truth. And I'm saying this with truth, not from a space so people go, oh, you know, concern or what's going on. It's just like, this is the thought that I was having. I could tap out right now, right? If, I, if my life was to end, I'm in so much pain and hurt and hardship if my life was to end right now. You know what? It wouldn't, it, it's not that bad of an idea. And I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm saying this because there are so many people out there right now who are going through this exact experience and nobody knows. And they're so afraid of bringing this to the light. And if you are listening to this and you've had those thoughts, I want you to know that it's okay. Because who I am today has come through as a result of exploring the deepest, darkest parts of myself. And all of that pain and all of that hardship and all the failures and the rejections and the heartbreaks and the feelings of not enoughness and the low self-worth and the self-judgment and the criticism and the addiction and the trauma and the abuse, there is so much, all of that has come through to this point where I can now deliver a message to you that will inspire hope. It allows me to understand people at a level deeper than they understand themselves. It allows me to go on a journey to find out more about the human experience and find more about what we're, what we're actually doing here. I'm obsessed by this topic. I love this. It, it, it just fascinates me. And all of that was the catalyst for the experience that I have today. So you see, it makes no sense to blame somebody or something for your life the way it is. Because it was 100% necessary for you to go through the things that you are going through right now in order for you to create enough pain that says, I don't want this anymore. It's time to change. Because if you're not in pain, you ain't moving. If you are not in pain, you ain't moving. You're going nowhere. So what do you do? You find a way to cope. I'm going to drink. I'm going to smoke. I'm going to go on social media. I'm going to go on a dating app. And you'll find just enough pleasure, temporary glimpses of pleasure that keep you satisfied just for that small moment of time that gives you that quick release. And then you're back into reality. 
and you have good days and your bad days and then you create this story and oh it's not so bad and you know this is the way life is and you just start to believe that this is the way life is but you haven't actually moved forward you keep staying stuck in the same cycles of patterns of behavior doing the same thing in the same way going through the same thoughts and it's wearing you down day by day week by week month by month year by year and this is how it wears you down I want you to think about it like either putting on weight or losing weight. So I've spent a number of years in the, the fitness industry, 16 years. And if you were to say, take a photo, you just say you do, do, do a gym session. Just say you, you haven't trained for a number of years. You've, you're have you overweight. You don't like the way your body looks and you decide, right, I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to start walking or whatever it is that you're going to go and do, right? You make the decision, right? This is what I'm going to do. And you follow it through with action. And you take a photo before your training and after your training every single day. Every single day, you're going to take a photo before and after your training. Because you know the training is going to help, right? So is obviously with your food and you know, a variety of other factors, but let's just keep it basics. Are you going to notice a difference? No. Between those two photos, you're not going to notice a difference. What about two photos between one day to the other? You're going to notice the difference? Not really. Three days? Four days? Five days? Six days? Going to notice a difference? Probably not. When you look at yourself every single day, you don't notice the difference too much in your body because it's gradual. You've got something to compare it to which just looks like it was the day before. But if you take a photo at the beginning of day one and then take a photo of day 90 and you've stayed consistent with that and done some things to change your diet and other parts of your life, are you going to notice a difference? Well, hell yeah. Well, this is the thing. This is where people get stuck in. I'm okay. I'm fine. But the cycles, the patterns of behavior, the addictions, the vices that they're turning you to in order to cope is a clear symbolism that they're actually not deep down they're coping. They've found an effective way to deal with the shit that's going on inside their head and their heart, but they're not actually moving forward in the way they want. And what does this look like for you in your life? Well, it's going to be different for everybody, but you know, vices um, is one thing. And when I use the word vices, I use the word vices rather than addiction as well, because um, you become addicted to something thing or someone or some some way um and it serves a purpose right but being an addict is not an identity that you want to get stuck with it's just you're actually traumatized and you found a way to deal with the stuff that's going on that you didn't know how and weren't taught how to deal with that's just what addiction is all about that's the root of it emotional trauma well, how about we drop the judgment for a moment and go okay this person's suffering this person is really struggling they haven't had the guidebook that says this is how you go and live life. They just have this vice that they turn to. And I use the word vice because it's not positive or negative. It's just a neutral word. And you could have a vice that is alcohol, drugs, pharmaceutical or recreational. People can be a vice. Sex can be a vice. Porn can be a vice. Working can be a vice. Making money can be a vice. Being the victim can be a vice because you get attention and sympathy. It's that you become addicted to being the victim. So you continue to create stories to reiterate the same thing. So you continue getting the same thing that you desire. 
what do you get as a victim? You get love and attention, appreciation and poor me and sympathy and all those things. Well, you can become addicted to that, right? You can also be addicted to exercise. Now, exercise, you might say, well, it's a good thing. Yeah. And can you have an unhealthy relationship with something? Of course, right? Training for an hour a day is maybe a good thing for you. Training five hours a day, maybe not so much. Training an hour a day because you love yourself and you choose to move your body in the most wholesome way that actually makes you feel joyous and you you absolutely love what you do, mm, amazing. Training an hour a day because you hate your body and it needs to be punished and you feel guilty because you ate that chocolate bar or that piece of chocolate or you, you, know, you overate or you did this and you're punishing your body out of hatred, mm, unhealthy relationships starting to build here. Exercise is still a good thing, but there's an addiction that hasn't been treated. And that piece of chocolate or that food or that drink or whatever you do isn't actually the problem either. The problem is there is an emotion that is stuck in your body right now that you haven't learned how to express or felt safe enough to express or even know what it's connected to to be able to look at it and move forward from that. That's why you're stuck. That's why you go through the patterns. Right, So all of this stuff, everything that I've just shared with you, I there is no way that I would have been able to discover all of that unless I'd been in a level of pain, a level of trauma that had said, I need my life to be different. And I went on a journey of discovery to find answers. Now, I can't tell you when is the right time for you to start finding answers, but I will tell you this. If you continue to hide behind the mask that it's okay and it's fine and it's all good, meanwhile, you know there's a pattern that's playing out for your life that isn't serving you and you continue to cover up and lie about it, I say that's on you. It's okay that you are living that way. But it's also up to you right now for you to decide when enough is enough. When are you finally going to make the decision? Because... Every day that you continue to do the same thing, you are continuing to choose the reality that you are living in. You chose it. You might not have been able to choose what happened to you. Might not have been able to choose, for example, the way that my dad, um, you know, responds and how he talks and how he acts. My dad is an incredible man. I love him so, so, so much. I'm so fortunate and blessed to have a relationship, but that relationship has also been um, molded over time of me having to speak my truth and be courageous and stand up against it and call out some things that weren't right. And, you know, for my own self, and that's still scary at times, but I do it. I decided to change. I started to choose. I decided that the life that I was living, I was no longer going to accept that standard of living for myself. And I stepped in, I said, what do I need to do? And I started reading books and I read books and I read books and I was online and I was searching for information. And I was following these positive people that would spread this message. I did that and I was getting some glimpses of hope and I was getting all this information and I was getting these daily hits of like, oh my God, that's amazing. And I was learning and I was growing a little bit of it. But here's the thing, I was taking all the information in, but I wasn't implementing. So it just became the, the gap between what I wanted and how I was feeling became larger. Why? Because now I knew what to do, but I wasn't doing it. I had the knowledge, I had the thoughts, but I hadn't made the decisions or the actions to actually put it into, into, into play to create a new result and obviously change the way that I feel. 
So I went from books and I remember the first time that I hired a mentor and it was confronting because all of a sudden I had to do work. I had to do some difficult stuff. I had to have difficult conversations with people. I had to get real with myself. I had to get truthful. I had to get honest. I had to start to confront all the bullshit that was going on in my head and in my heart. I had to do it in order to start to move through. And I trusted that person. Why? Because I had seen enough from them that said, this person knows what the fuck's going on. And I trust them. And this is the person that I want to learn from. And I invested money. The first mentor that I paid, I paid $4,000 for, and it was a group program, right? And that was, I was like, what the fuck? Like who the fuck pays $4,000, right? Like it was just wild for a group program. Um, And I did it and I had some of the most transformational experiences that changed the course of my life for the rest of my life. And every single time that I've invested in working with a coach or mentor, it's the same thing. It's like, all right, this is what I'm going in for. Now, sometimes the thing I'm going in for and the thing that I actually need to receive are completely different things because my mind can only know what it's already learned. But the soul, the soul knows it's the all-knowing. The soul's guiding you at any given point to say, yes, go and do this thing. But if you don't listen to it, you're going to continue to have the same experience. You're going to continue choosing that for yourself in your life. And so why I'm sharing all of this in the pathway, and I'll continue to speak about this pathway over and over and over and over and over again, is because everything that happened in your life happened for you. And this is the reason why. Because you can understand that conceptually. You can understand that all of that trauma that happened for you in your life was for you. But until you go through the process of being able to look at it and reshape it and choose it, And say, hey, you know what? This is the foundation piece. I can't change what happened, but I can change the meaning. That's when you start to empower yourself. That's when you start to move forward. And I want to offer a little bit of tough love here for you. But quit fucking making excuses for yourself about why now isn't the right time. Because every single day that you say now isn't the right time or I'll do that when, you delay the action that your soul is calling you to do. Another day, another week, another month, another year, over and over and over and over again. That moment that you go through that drive through or put your hand into another chip packet or you pull over to get a drink or you light up a cigarette or you take some drugs. You can take recreational drugs or you can take pharmaceutical drugs. Pharmaceutical drugs will help you live with the problem. They don't heal it. They'll help you live with it. You don't get to the root cause. I'll keep I'll keep taking these. I'll keep taking these. But hey, there's a warning sign. Your body is shutting down on you. It's saying, hey, pay attention. You're not changing anything here. Wake up. Time to change some habits. Keep looking in the mirror. Skirt doesn't fit. Jeans doesn't fit. Tight's getting Top's getting tighter. Someone dumps you. You blame them. Why? Because you haven't taken responsibility for yourself. You haven't stepped in truly. You might have the information. You might be following all these beautiful, positive, inspirational people, but there's no follow through. I want to say this with love, even though it might hurt for you to hear this message. I'm saying with this deepest love that your soul is calling you into your greatness and you're not listening. Because if you're still doing the same things and you're not getting reprieve from it, 
That's the life that you are choosing because you keep accepting it. You keep allowing it in. And until you start to choose for yourself, until you take responsibility, until you say, it is time, then nothing will change for you. And you'll find new ways to cope. You can find a new job and a new relationship. You can get more money. You can get more sex. You can get more drugs. You can get more booze. You keep coping, keep coping, keep coping. But that same niggling feeling underneath, why do people continue to treat me the same way? Why don't I ever feel worthy? Why do I always feel like people are judging me every time I walk into the room? Why? 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 Question, question, question. Well, you haven't gone into it. So the benefit, the cost of every single thing in your life, it is in existence everywhere. And I invite you to do a couple of things. Number one, sit down and go through the major aspects of your life and figure out the cost and the benefit of your life, of all these major events. That's number one. And number two, take some action that you have never taken before. Make a bold, courageous move. Make it something that pushes you into a space of fear where you have to choose to be courageous. Courage comes as a process of going into the fear, not avoiding it. Faith in your ability to succeed comes by going into the action, by doing it, not avoiding it. you got to choose. And this is the invitation. This is the loving kick in the pants for you to look, to explore, do the thing that you know that you've been wanting to do. Read that book. Go and reach out to someone and say, hey, I want to work with you, whoever that is for you. Right? Go and enroll into a course or a program or go and enroll into a gym or have a conversation with a loved one. Take that action. You know what it is. You already know what it is. Go and do it. With so much love, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. I'll be back with an episode soon. See you.